good morning good evening good afternoon whatever time of the day it is that you're listening to this my name is wanzu i'm your host for the walking with wanzu podcast november 19th is international men's day and i thought what a better time to be able to have a lot of male-centered conversations around this particular time and so the entire month of november i'll be having all male guests unpacking different issues pertaining to life but from a male experience and from a male perspective stay tuned i hope you resonate with some of the issues and some of the things that we'll be discussing and unpacking i'll see you soon happy listening yeah mm-hmm. so uh so just what i've read yeah i felt it explained a lot of things uh individualism yes because uh even right now mm-hmm. and i think it will lead us to what we talk about next yeah uh, there's this thing now about uh <laughs> I, I don't mention names mm-hmm. there is people who are now quote-unquote like leaders of, of men mm-hmm. you know those people mm-hmm. the ones who are on podcasts <laughs> the ones who are tweeting i don't want to mention <laughs> i think i know who you're yeah, saying yeah, yeah. so yeah and someone will be like we were told not to do this yeah we were told not to not to do this to our girls you know we were told you know? yeah so i think that individual then there's no individualism you know? mm. yeah okay mm-hmm. if you call your girl on a friday she doesn't pick. I have news for you. <laughs> just, yeah, just, and, and, and vice versa also, girls have their own, uh, their own rules. collective. Uh, I like that you've mentioned the mm-hmm. Friday phone calls mm-hmm. as we finish on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something to be said mm-hmm. about men and even women, mm-hmm. people who go ghost on their other person, mm-hmm. either if it's during that period where you're getting to know them, which I feel like that should be the most intense. Mm-hmm. That should be when you call her Kamadawa, as Jioni. But there's some people who it's like Timothy will call you on Thursday and then surface on Wednesday, like like everything is okay. Mm-hmm. And it's like Timo, where have you been the whole weekend? You know? Yeah. So what is your take on that? And people will always use the I was busy excuse, I was held up with work. I don't buy it. And as I get older, mm-hmm. I keep I feel like that's a huge deal breaker for mm-hmm. me. What's what's your take on that? Okay, of course communication is important. Yeah. Because even even in even living on relationships, even in our jobs, eh? mm-hmm. you can't not to go to work in the morning and just keep quiet and yeah. then the boss calls you. Mm. Even when you wake up in the morning and not feeling well, you mm. send a text. Mm. Even if even if your boss will complain mm. and say, Oh, you did you did it for mama, you did me. Yes. But you send a text, mm-hmm. I'm not feeling well, I'm not mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's communication, yeah? Yes. So even and I'd say I'm also not that person that will want to talk to you the whole time. I agree with me and most yeah, people. Yeah, but I, oh, think life it's just, life. Yeah, I think it's just um, maybe talking now as a as a quite older, mm-hmm. I've grown older. I think mm-hmm. it's just important maybe just to say, yeah, uh, my phone is going to grow up. Yeah. Uh, I won't be able to talk. I'm, I'm at so and so's place. Catch you later. Yes, yes. Yeah. I, think, yeah, I think that's just important. Both ways, both ways. And also, yeah, but just blanket, also blanket assuming that, that if someone is, will be, won't be available over the weekend and it means that they are cheating. Maybe because you know they're capable of doing that. Maybe. Yeah, but, yeah, I mm-hmm. uh, but uh, communication, yeah, you can't just go. And, and this, this is something I also learned growing up in our household. Uh, sometimes you just go out to play. Yes. Or you've gone somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I remember this one time I just left and uh, when I came back, my dad again. Yeah. Uh, so he just told me that when you're living with someone, this is in our house. When yeah. you're living with someone or some people, 
it's just important to tell them yes. that I've gone here. Yeah. Yeah, not to you. Not even even at that point. Okay, that point you'll be even asking for permission. Yeah. Because this is another thing also comes with that. That yeah. you have to ask for permission. No, yeah, but, but this is one thing that I remember. Uh, I was told my dad told me. Uh, he, he didn't even warn me. He just told me it's important to just inform. Just yeah, just yeah, for me. Even if you just go to the shop. Yes. So that if anything happens. At least we, we know. know. Or even if you got hit by a car, yeah, if you get a phone call, we will know yes. that the actually went to, uh, yes. to the shop. So, yeah. the same way too, uh, it's just important. Just yeah. come on, Katasi. Yeah. See, we just treat each other like humans. It's not that you're asking for permission. Yeah. Because I've seen also those discussions online. I was talking to someone about that this morning. Mm-hmm. I was telling him, um, I don't buy the, I was busy with work excuse. Mm-hmm. Sister Wewe, in 2023, you want to tell me that if it was not a work phone call or an MPESA transaction, mm-hmm. you have not looked at your contacts, you've not contacted anybody. Mm-hmm. That's a lie. Yeah. That's a lie. I think people make time for things that they value mm-hmm. or want to get to, to know. Mm-hmm. And if someone is not reciprocating that kind of energy, they're mm-hmm. communicating something. Mm-hmm. I would blame the honeys who are put in that poi, in that position for a long time, and then now three months later, Michelle, you want to come and tell us that Michael has been keeping you on hold for three months? Yeah. I maybe every weekend. I don't know where he goes. Yeah. By the third weekend, you should have even you taken a hint that maybe you're not that important, and you need to start talking to other people. You know, <laughs> it's not you cannot yeah. play victim. Like yeah. you can only play the team for so long, mm-hmm. even if sometimes you need to take a hint mm-hmm. and kind of keep it pushing. Mm-hmm. I would say you have to take a hint, Kuchukwa L is never an easy thing. Yes, but I think also these things are easier said than done. Because, yeah, it's easier said than done. Because, uh-huh. even, even again, even outside uh, relationships, Yes. Uh, I remember this, this, uh, not a podcast, this, uh, this is called, um, it's not inspired, it's this thing that people talk uh, this platform that a lot of people have been talking to, they open up the world. What is this? It's a safari completely. It's usually on the, it's usually on YouTube. So there's this person who was saying, uh-huh. that used to be a very a, a big person. Is it engaged? Engaged. Yeah. Yes, I yeah. love <laughs> So uh-huh. his, his dad was very um, a very big person in the government. Yeah. Like, has, has a very big job. Mm-hmm. So there's a time uh, they had the problems in was it was it roaches? They had the, like a whole outside the house that. They, they didn't know where roaches were coming from. Then one yeah. day, like when he was playing in the backyard, he noticed. Yeah, the and then, are and then yeah. he went and called his dad because they had phones in the, in the house. Yeah. So when he called his dad, Kumba's dad was in a very serious meeting. And the aide came and called his dad out of the meeting. And when the dad picks the phone, the child told, tells his dad, the dad, very excitedly, the dad. What were the roaches are yeah, coming from? Yeah. His dad was so mad. And his dad told him, never call this number. Oh, no. With such disrespect. Like he told him, he should have told him, never call this number. I know that's very, and that the kid was, was kind very, of. He didn't even forget it. He, yeah. he remembered that thing later and later and later. But then later, you see, this time his dad is working and all these things. And even in his mind, he's like, I'm working, I'm doing all these things because of the dad. Mm. But later, when he went ahead, even when he retired, he came to realize that those small things are more important. Matter. And even at some point, he read, no, not the child now. When he become he became a dad and now having kids him he told he's always said that if and if, even if he's in a what kind of presentation yeah. if his child calls he'll pick, he'll pick whether it's whether it's the flim, flim, flimsiest yeah. of reasons why 
child has called. Yeah, because it's important. So just to just maybe to support what you say. Yeah. yeah saying you're busy. Yes, you can be busy, and then you can be very busy. Yeah, and you can have a hectic yeah. day at job. But if you see it, imagine if the whole world is is is, is falling. Just answer that. Even if it was a text, just answer. Yeah, it. just answer. Because if you say you won't answer it, that's how you'll forget. And then it now yeah, and you legit forget. Yeah, and now so, I know that times yeah. I've answered text messages in my head even yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. So just make it let yes. it just be a priority. Yes. I hear you. Even if the one is just make it a priority. That means just make a, it a priority. This is a very yeah. important person. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And also just um as as if if you're pursuing someone, maybe let's say someone who you're getting to know mm. or as a man, if you feel like you kind of spotted someone and you thought you 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 were you wanted to get that conversation going, but with Kapoji, you're just like, oh, I don't think so anymore. Maybe there's a nicer way of kind of retreating as opposed to just going ghost. Like no. there are nicer ways yeah. of let them down easy. You have reminded me something else. <laughs> okay, I, I hope it will make us funny to talk about masculinity. Okay, we're yeah. going so back to this. I don't know, maybe the listeners mm-hmm. have seen it. It was mm-hmm. an ex the other day. Mm-hmm. And then this person said, that moment when you start hating your girlfriend, and then guys came in with uh, replies, and guys were saying a lot of things, and, and it became very, yeah, ladies didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Did you see it? I think I heard of it. I, I tried to stay away from ex now for my twitter you start hating your girlfriend the hugs feel like <laughs> someone is strangling you or, or it feels like a school rush this thing that kind of language is that so they say if your girl asks you how was your day and they ruin your day or uh, did you see that? I saw that yeah. thread. Mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. remember the people that were roasted. At some point, I was like, hey, this guy is not the same way he was. I have, yes. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, personally, I'm mm-hmm. a very, I'm a hopeless romantic. Mm-hmm. And I'm also, I think I'm stuck, as a 90s baby, I'm very stuck in the 90s. So, 90s music, that 90s. And that was when R&B was R&B. And yeah. love was love. So, I'm very big on the small gestures. And when I see the energy shifting, I just know, hmm, So I have been a recipient of that, yes. Oh, wait, wait. Can you give an example of something you saw? They just weren't calling me as much. Mm-hmm. They weren't calling me as much. And then I noticed that, you know, if your significant other is incredibly touchy, like if the, they sit next to you, maybe they'll rest their arm on your, on your lap, or they'll kind of or give you an unsolicited peck or stuff like that. I just saw that change. So if you're hanging out, you're just hanging out like boys. So what did you do about it? I, I asked. Mm-hmm. And of course, I was cutting around the issue. And then I just up and left. Okay. Yeah, so that, okay, so, you know, after, for me, and that's what I was telling you, I really have had to learn to to kind of stop sometimes over-exerting my, my energy. I've always been a person for, I will work on it. I'll try every means. So I'll try everything. And when it doesn't work, sometimes I normally find now overdo. Like by the time I'm walking away, my dignity could be lossy level. So now I'm learning to kind of be like, I'll pass it on as a conversation and say, hey, I've noticed your energy is shifting. Like is that is, did I do something wrong? Are you just in a in a in a in a in a strange space? Like what's going on? So some people will will address it. 
others will just sweep it under the rug mm-hmm. and continue doing what they're doing. So if you do that, I take that as my cue for why it was good when it lasted. See. So okay, speaking for the men now. Yes. I think you remember that uh, link you shared with me. The one for the neuroscientist. Yes. I, I think there is a biological, a scientific explanation to that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Do you want to share? Yes. Uh-huh. Uh, so, <laughs> so that neuroscientist was saying. Yeah. That um. Uh, see, men men have uh, have uh, this hormone. It's called is it? Are you talking about the conversation between minute 40 to 45? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Nothing yeah. that explains it. It does. Because, like they were saying, uh, the more like a man, um, maybe I'm giving out many secrets here. But, but yeah. So, That's why you're here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not here to, mm-hmm. to give secrets. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay, what they, saying, the, what, what they were saying is that mm-hmm. there is um, when a man and a woman say, okay, say casual, but I think maybe it can also. There is um, women release uh, this kind of a hormone yes. that is for love. Then. Mm-hmm. So the more they see this one person, the more mm-hmm. they get to love this person more. It's true, yes. And then now men, the one that they release, it's like you not know, they detach. It detaches them. More and the more, more they release it, it detaches them. I'll find there's a link that episode on the description box below. And you can, when you if you listen to that and you don't have time, it's between minute 40 and 45. Oh, yeah. The person who actually sent me that link yeah. told me that. Yeah. She told me, um, I think this is a, 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 a conversation worth listening to, especially minute 40 to 45. Mm-hmm. And that's a specific place yeah. that they were telling me about. Um, I think it's true. I think it's true. And that just goes to say, I think our moms used to tell us, you know how we've always, premarital sex has always been shunned upon. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we always thought it was just for religious reasons, yeah. But when you try and look at it now, it's kind of, it was also protecting you in a way. Because there's a way feelings get involved and there's a way you attach to a person when you're physically engaged on that level that can be very dangerous when things don't work out the way you thought they would. And it's not, I know I know we like to keep it gangster and everyone on social media is normally trying to be out here gaining gangster points, but you cannot deny the fact that when you're engaged with someone on that level, there's a way you just feel you need to them. There's a way you get entangled to them. And that's some kiachana, well, it's a struggle. So how many times do you think you can do that? Because so attached to someone and then it doesn't work out and you detach and you're attached and it doesn't work out and you detach. For a man, I know you can do it for the rest I of your be, life. I should go and ask you. For a woman, I feel like it's 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 bad yeah. because if you I know that people who can do casual that kind of casual dating and casual sex and they won't attach like that. But even those who claim they don't attach to that, there's a certain level of attachment that they have. And I feel like for every person that you attach to and it doesn't work out and you you break up and attach to someone else for me i found that every time i do that it's like i lose a piece of me mm. i don't like i don't know how to explain it mm. of course yeah. but there's a piece of me that i lose yeah. there's a piece actually for me because everybody i date is quote unquote my friend mm. so when i walk away from the relationship man i'm not a friend yeah. but so you see what you're saying. Yes. Still, maybe I could I could just mention chivalry again. Yeah. I mean, you remember there's a point I talked even about chastity. Yes. Chastity. Yeah. Because uh, even that chastity maybe made uh, those men more interested in 
Because yeah. yeah, now if you can get it on the first instance, like what yeah, else is that yeah, interaction? Yeah. I mean mm-hmm. there's nothing more interesting after the yeah, but pia kama unaenda na your mindset, maybe there's more of whatever it is that you experienced the first time. So pia wesha uli yako. And then that's what I was saying also, again, now again, that male role of, uh, have you seen the way guys talk when they have girls, like daughters? Have you heard the way they talk about, uh, if I find you, yes. or if you no dating until mm-hmm. until 52? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, because you know what they'll be doing out here. That those, Gender norms we're talking about, yes. and that's why I agree with that and say it's the male or the man that used to kind of create the need to, just to guide how mm-hmm. a man or a woman should act, because even the boys were supposed to, to yeah. know how to act. Yeah. I can give you an example, and this again my dad told me. In sharks, <clears throat> you see the fences, the fences used to be as it was a Maui or, or yeah, whatever. Kayaba, yeah. ama, ama but there used to be, a, there used to be a, a place which is not, the fence hasn't closed. Mini and enclosed, yeah. There was a space that mm-hmm. was left. And sometimes you think it's a, it's, it's by mistake, but it was by design that that space was left there. Because in, in charts, um, girls used to call boys to their house, to their homes, yeah. What? Yes. So you go there, so like me, I go to visit some girl that I want to. Mm-hmm. Yes. But then it can go south. His brothers might come and find this. <laughs> so yeah. now that's it's just happened. Now that is. And even your dad knows and tells your brothers that that place has to stay that way. You'll find, even if he doesn't tell you directly, you'll find a way. That space has to be. Because if yeah. you found, if, if that's. They'll beat me. Yeah, but they're not supposed to kill me. Yeah. I'm supposed to use that to escape. to escape. Because if you kill again, it's that's a, it's so, a problem yeah. now. so yeah. you see, that's why I'm saying again. Yeah. The, I agree with that, that it's the male uh, who, who that was supposed to save those gender yeah. norms. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, I hear you. Uh, let's talk about toxic masculinity. Yes. What is your understanding of toxic masculinity? Mm. You as a man. As a man. Yes. I like, I like us, when we discuss something, I like also going back to just I think it sets the pace for what you're talking about. Because yeah. one thing I don't like about podcasts is people just go just ramble. and then talk about things yes. that they, they mm-hmm. don't have authority about. Yeah. So, uh, I, I, okay, what I saw is that uh, it's it's adherence to traditional male gender roles that consequently stigmatize and limit the emotions boys and men may comfortably express while elevating other emotions such as anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, maybe. Okay, I will read that again. It's, uh, uh, it's, um, it's adherence to traditional male yeah. gender roles yeah. that consequently stigmatize and limit the emotions boys and men may comfortably express mm-hmm. while elevating other emotions such, such as anger. Uh, okay, I hear you. For me, toxic masculinity, how would I put it? Um, in my own understanding, and if I paraphrase what it is that I, I, I may have read, is when the role of the man is is put in a way that it, it encroaches on the freedom of the people around them. So it's kind of they, they over when 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 gender roles are over exerted, mm-hmm. but from a male perspective. Mm-hmm. Um and also taking from what you've read, it's kind of 
restricts their sense of expression mm -hmm. and amplifies more negative ex yeah. expressions yeah. as opposed to these other ones. Yeah. That's how I would describe. Yeah. I would describe yeah. toxic and masculinity. I like, I like Again, even in what I've said, like we should speak about things that we research. Yes. I also trying also not to be very academic about it. Yeah. But um, yeah. So uh so just toxic masculinity. Apparently, it's not a it's not a buzzword. It's not a new word. Mm. I actually thought it was because I started, people hearing, it I started hearing it around um, around twenty sixteen, mm -hmm. eighteen, around mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. uh, but apparently, it's mm. something that it's a word that was coined around towards the end of the twentieth century. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and it was actually it's men who started it. Yes. Yeah, and because they were also not not. They started actually their idea was to help men get out of this space. Oh, that's and then nice, yeah. so then in my research I saw that then this thing was picked later mm -hmm. by third wave mm -hmm. of feminists. Mm -hmm. And third wave of feminists is from is from ten years ago. Yeah. So it actually it's accurated when I started hearing okay, cool. this this yes. word. Yeah, yeah. This one. Okay. So but then again, so sorry to, to the feminists. It's but okay. I think also they they took a very um, an off tangent to this. It took a dark turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like okay, yeah. yeah. And, and you said something that uh, I think it's it's, uh, it's Newton's third law. I think yeah. like every every force yeah. or action has, has an, an equal, equal reaction, and opposite yeah. reaction to it. Mm. So uh, and these are my opinions. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, I think that time there was a very big uh, backlash on, on, on men mm -hmm. and at that time I saw men being called dogs all men are dogs yes. all men are rapists <laughs> yeah, yeah those are words that you yes. would read on the internet yeah. and people would be like given your dad and they were like yeah everyone like all men are potential rapists yes I understand what they're talking about but the way it came it was it was not more about like educating us it wasn't let's correct this it was more of bashing and mm, it was very combative yeah. and yeah even your child if you come to your child with like but they just be resistant. I used to see the kids who used to be beaten and they won't cry mm. because they're on a kausha like now. Like, so now they feel like crying. Now you should beat me like a hundred of them now. Yeah. Like I start feeling yeah. 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 So I think it was a bad approach. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought that that's the time that this one mm -hmm. came about. But mm -hmm. apparently this one, this is a one that has been very yeah. good. Yeah. So yeah. So what are some of the instances that you found? Um, that you would, you know, you would some examples of a time that you think. What a, what is a time when even you found yourself kind of moving in a wave of toxicity? To toxicity. Yeah. I think, uh, especially this one of emotion. Because okay, I was reading, it was saying mm -hmm. one of the one of the traits of of um, toxic masculinity. They were saying apparently homophobia is uh, is one of the many. Um, I agree. Yeah. So I I have a lot of uh, friends. Uh, who I sometimes I pose these questions to them. Uh -huh. So I remember there's a time. I was saying I wanted to mention the one friend on the podcast. Yeah. yeah. So I'll sometimes you sit down and then you just ask them. Yeah. And so if, if you have a group of friends, like yeah, I'm asking yeah. my male friends, uh -huh. if you have a group of if you're in a group yeah. and then you realize one of your boys is um is gay. Yes. Uh, then what happens? Uh -huh. And then they are like the friendship ends. And then and I ask them why. Yeah, I ask them why. Eh? Yeah, so now what we'll be talking about. And then I'm telling them, what yeah. if it's just a football fan? Yeah. And you can sit down the way. And talk about me. People are like, no, no, no. Once I find that out, um, that's it. It's yeah, over. Yes. Or what if 
uh, OTP, it's, if it's your, your I, I know that's one of the questions people ask. I've come to realize that it's not a good question, but like some, those are some things we ask. What if your, your son is? Mm. And then you hear people say, hey, that is the last day and they, they come to this house and it's owning or I'll even kill him. People say, sorry for using that word. People yeah. say those kind of things. Yeah. And I think that is uh, one, I, I, I believe that is one of the, the one of the traits. Oh, you you asked mine. Yeah. So for me, uh, I think just uh, maybe just bottling emotions. I think that is uh, that's a, that's toxic. A and, and that's why I picked this. Um, definition. definition yeah. yeah, yeah, this definition because yeah. it explains to me where this word came from. Yeah. Leave alone the, this one that has been We're just used, doing buzzwords like this third word, yeah. third word, huh? yes, yeah, so okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I hear you, so bottling yeah. emotions yeah. is that something that you're currently working on? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just a flow that you're just It's a manly thing. I think you've also seen it. What's been an instance in your life where you are going through something and you feel like you need to put into your emotions? Uh, if you're comfortable sharing. Uh, <laughs> I bottled my emotions. Yeah. Something uh, has happened. Um, I was with I was with one of our mutual friends on the podcast, yeah. and I remember he wasn't very comfortable initially sharing, yeah. but he spoke about how um co-parenting was something that he was really was doing his sleepless nights because he's like when my my son is with the other parent are they kind of getting the values that i myself am trying to instill mm-hmm. and and just navigating the whole co-parenting aspect and whatever was something that was really weighing heavily on on, on him because I'm, I'm, I can tell you for a fact, it's not at unazanga, I'm talking about unazanga, wow, can we just raise them in separate households and not be, and of course when you're co-parenting, by the time you get to a point where you're co-parenting bizuri, disrespectiana, by the time you find a mutual ground, so it can weigh heavily on a person, and I remember him just admitting and saying, man, that was, that, that was something that really, that's yeah, really that's difficult crazy. for me. Yeah. So what's an instance in your life where you felt like something was weighing heavily on you, but you still had to show up as a mom and just, you know, it's not not sure that where you could that you were. Okay, one of the hardest parts. Even if it was a life transition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think. Okay. Oh, oh, do, you, do you know why I'm thinking so mm-hmm. much about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, that, uh, I, I, I'll come to answer this question. No the, 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 the link that you shared with me, yeah. then your, your scientist was talking about something. Yeah. I was talking about the ages between 0 and 7. Yes, I remember that. Yeah. Yes, That's when you model. Mm. Yeah. And, um, I think some of the things that happened during that time mm. might lead you to, to who you become. Okay. They actually do lead yeah, you to who yeah. you become. And there are so many instances. Yes. Yeah. Do you I, feel like there are times when you are not allowed to express your emotions, Mimi? Kamuki uh, but where is someone here? Where did you But I see Yeah, because uh, okay, I want to answer that question before I continue because maybe anything I say might be deemed as well. But one of the, okay, sometimes, uh, <laughs> but they're very simple. Sometimes my house has been broken into, yeah. but maybe I can't tell someone because yeah. it looks like I'm, you know. No, yeah, my, here, uh, my house has been broken into twice. Most so recently, this year, this year, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. yeah. I traveled, came back, found my house has been opened. Yeah, so some of the things, yeah, they still start. Yeah, yeah, so but there's that. There's a time. <laughs> there's a time I lost something for work. Yeah, and I couldn't tell anyone. And you had to pay it was so expensive. I had oh, no. to pay. 
I had to get into a debt to pay it. But it's really my debt. Me, my debts, I don't even need to ask someone. Mm-hmm. I'll take it maybe from the bank and it will, I'll pay it myself. So I think okay. that, that is the only thing. Uh, that's the only thing. But again, to, to go back to what, what I was saying, uh, and myself, I'll talk about especially the emotional part. Yes. Okay. Talk, talk yeah, because uh, even that group I was telling you for from 20th century, their goal, let me read, their mm-hmm. goal was to increase community among men mm-hmm. rather than competition. And we talk about this. Mm-hmm. And then also, um, they wanted my, to create multi-generational bonding. Okay. As they felt that the inability to bond with their fathers mm-hmm. was a source of emotional damage. Yes. And then the, the other one was to be free to express emotions. Mm-hmm. You see? So I think some of these things, are, even now these people being violent, yeah. you see, people being violent, because that is toxic. It is. Uh, disrespecting women. Um, actually, there are, there are traits here. I can read that. Yeah, this going women. to me. Okay. One of the traits of toxic masculinity is emotional manipulation, mm-hmm. dishonesty. Mm-hmm. I spoke about that. Mm-hmm. Gaslighting, mm-hmm. lack of accountability, mm-hmm. lack of boundaries, mm-hmm. being unsupportive, mm-hmm. energy draining, and power dynamics. Yes, yes. So, uh, toxic masculinity. These people, they're the one who coined this word. And the intentions were good, they were to now to erase this kind of things. Mm-hmm. But then again, it picked a different, it took a uh, different time. But then again, words also go changing context. Yeah, they do. Like the word gay. Yeah. You remember Kitambo, it meant being happy. Yes. But now in this context, it means another thing. So yeah. I, I also would fault uh, mm-hmm. the, the meaning of mm-hmm. the word right now. Because mm-hmm. now it has taken, it's not only the emotional, mm-hmm. now it's uh, I'm not taking a shower. You know those things. Yes. There was also there was also a thread some time back in 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 X, but X when you're in X means I I take a lot of X is like for me it's like uh this this comedy nights where you go yes. and people because they're yes. trying to be a comedian. So most of the things I pick there I, I go there because yeah. you also go there with the emotions. Because eh, yeah. people say things that, mm. like that thread. I send you that thread. Send me that thread. That's so funny. Yeah. So anyway, mm-hmm. so people are being asked, if you tell me you're a form of toxic masculinity, someone says not wearing pink, someone says not kujipaka mafuta, not someone eating a banana saying, like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so, so it has taken a different uh, yeah. meaning. Yes. I, I think these things still come back to now not being able to express yourself. Mm-hmm. Emotional, like I cannot cry, yes. I cannot hug my my friend, <laughs> Mama, I cannot text my friend, I love you. Yeah, you know, there's also that challenge that you text, text your boy with, hey, I love you. <laughs> I saw a phone call. Mm-hmm. At his brand, I was just calling to tell you that man, I really love you and I appreciate you. At his house, I would have paid this. At his no man, like truly, I really, yeah. really appreciate you. At his boy, why you're trying to like sleep with me or something? Yeah. Did you see the computer sign to you? Yeah. 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 So, uh, so uh, now it brings us to another thing. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so that's the same, but also now coming now to the context of the world right now. Yes. All those things that you've read. Yeah? Yes. Um, they say it is also important for us to be aware that not all toxic behaviors in men yes. are caused by toxic masculinity. That's very important uh-huh. to know. It is also important that we don't assign blame to toxic masculinity and avoid personal responsibility. The things that are personal responsibility. Yeah. And that will lead me to what you are talking about as as men. Yes. Uh, I am with my boy, I know I know he's um, he's cheating, he's yeah. doing this and that. And I'm not calling him out. Yes. So also, then we we'll say that is toxic masculinity because men don't hold each other accountable and all that. But then again, what I just said, let's also not try to 
to put on everything to on every toxic behavior that is caused by toxic and then also, let's let's also not excuse personal responsibility mm-hmm. yeah because come on you you you're living with, with someone yeah don't you think it's a personal responsibility for you to to pick up your phone and call them and if you're running out yeah i guess yeah. you're running out and watching football maybe me i've already told my significant okay, other that i'm yeah. watching football yeah, and yeah. maybe even in between so I'm, I'm texting I'm checking in, you yeah. me. but you you're just there <laughs> and then it's me that's supposed to and now your girl start hating me because mm. i don't at me my, my things like me, I don't even me yes. don't even cheat yeah. me, my things are out of the straight and narrow mm. and then me i'm entertaining you see that's what mm. mm. yeah, so also let's also not um, excuse personal responsibility like the thing i was talking about mm-hmm. uh, men men at a certain age let me say young young men as <laughs> <Yeah>, yeah. <laughs> in high school lama yes if, if you have like a brother yeah how hard those things you go to their room and it's stinking yeah or they don't take showers yeah they don't you know they're just dirty they're just in their then, yucky era yes and say this is toxic masculinity because they're saying i am not going to so some of these things are also yeah. personal responsibility i agree i agree and also um i think there's certain traits that we pick up just based on what we've experienced of growing up that we can unlearn and do better um some which would lead to toxic masculinity and then there are also people who are just douchebags mm-hmm. yeah there's someone who just they just they just need to buy you know so then you can't um experience a douchebag and then label them as a toxic mini person like someone who has toxic masculine traits and then just use that as a standard of toxic people you know sometimes you also just it boils down to individuality as well i think we all have and we we're talking about this when i was talking about parenting you could think you're doing a phenomenal job but 20 years down the line to talk about the therapy section by the way you wounded them a good one so we are all doing our best um some of us are not you can't you're not to blame for the things that you experienced that made you have certain toxic traits yeah. however healing mm-hmm. and doing better is your responsibility mm-hmm. and that's something that you can't run away from mm-hmm. so i think as men sometimes own your truth mm-hmm. um own some of the things that maybe as a result of your upbringing or whatever that made you have certain traits that are not the best mm-hmm. and then now make a conscious effort to try and do better yeah and and, and then us also extend grace yeah. and that's why Let's go back to that scenario where um, you you a woman and a man are living together, yes. and the man doesn't have a job. Yeah. So who can you remember? Have you ever seen that meme uh, where an ostrich? The mouth is. So so of course of course maybe I know my boy doesn't have a job. You know it's also not my wife telling me hey once a while man you just sleeping in the house. Yeah. I might call him mm. for a drink in the evening. Meme talk a job, yeah. and of course he says maybe I'm. Mean, Yes you stay in the house yes you will be there but until you just make like a conscious decision yes and i don't know how it is for ladies but for a man 
you just maybe you, you, you even say hey, me instead of staying in the house i'll be going to the cyber so even from the cyber i can get i can even start sending some application yes you know and then i get myself that. out of that mm, um, that space yeah yeah so so yeah so just toxic masculinity I, I, for this for the purpose of this session i would like us also just to separate um those two things from personal responsibility we yeah. can also say that this person doesn't have a job and he has not told people yeah so even these guys don't know yeah that he doesn't have yeah, a job. Just think you're okay. so yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so sometimes it's a personal responsibility to be like hey man uh, this and this and this what mm-hmm. can i do what can i do yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, just you being there yeah Mm -hmm. i think the moral of what we're trying to say is Mm -hmm. easy if it will happen Mm -hmm. we all have traits that we're not proud of Mm -hmm. but trying to do better Mm -hmm. and trying to implement positive change Mm -hmm. is uh, is is personal responsibility it's personal responsibility Mm -hmm. um for me I really have a problem with people who kick others when they are down. Mm-hmm. Of course, me I resigned from buildanika.com. I don't know about for that company because you build Anika and then when it's built, <laughs> oh, you'll just go and build other people. <laughs> I'm going to ask him. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's There's a moment for you feel sorry for yourself. You're wallowing that space, and then there's there has it has to be gradual. I have to see you also coming out of that bank and being like, okay, I was sad I didn't have a job for me. You've been holding me down also. But what turns women off? Me, I'll speak for myself. Is the lack of effort. It's like okay, fine, Sam. You've been unemployed for six months. It's too late to be watching your girlfriend. It's like the end of the year now. You don't feel like you want to even conversations for. Me, I'm, I'm going to get, I've gotten a job offer for like 20 Gs, let me start with that. And let me see what, what was, it's the lack of effort, like people just get into a comfortable space. Now you see, and then if you're talking about Gs to your jobs, mm-hmm. do you know, I know of people who have told me, ah, no, I don't want to talk about people, but <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah. men lose jobs and they don't even tell their They don't. So as My uncle is, is an example. Yeah, so. <laughs> and you know, he's, he's, um, He's like in into engineering and electronics and automotive stuff, all of that. So he would get like gigs. So of course he has friends who have garages and all of that. So when he lost his job and he had a really good well-paying job, he just used to go to like his friends' garages. He's like, Nani, are you the garage? Yeah, he'll come like a bigger story. If there's a car or two, he'll help fix. Johnny and the home. He did that for two months. His wife didn't know he lost his yeah, job. And, and it gets you out of the prison of the mind because that is the worst prison. Yeah. yeah. Apple, when you're seated, not doing anything, mm-hmm. you get it. Your thoughts go very, That's very true. far. And That's so, true. so because it's a, it's it's men. Yes. Does men have awareness? Um, men, men's, it's men's man. Yeah. So for this in this session, Louis, I wanted us not to not to bash, not to use in a bad way. Yeah. So just again, yeah. For men who are listening, yeah. Can you turn it back to its original meaning? Yeah. Where these people who are trying to achieve these three things and yes. read them again. Yeah. Just to increase community among men. Yes. Rather than competition. Yes. Because yeah. Community is important. Yeah, yeah. So that it will help us get through this emotional thing. And know that and it's not an individual kind yeah. of thing. It happens. And then to also multi-generational bonding. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, we need to create that new skill. You had that phone call that I had before, that one of our, one of your friends, maybe something has happened to him. Yeah. And then that time he needs you. It's where you guys are not there. But you, if, it, if it were drinks, you are with them. Yes. And then you see that person in that particular situation, they're thinking about mm. you know? And then also just to be free to express emotions. Yes. Can we yeah, can we just can we try to do that as men? Yeah. So that this talks talks masculinity. Let it not be just about uh Labeling the bad and the bad, yeah. I agree. I like what you said. I, I also particularly like what you said about bridging generational, um, in generational bonding. Yeah. I think we can learn a lot from the people who have gone before us, yeah. the same way we can learn a lot from the people who are coming in after us. Yeah. I sometimes I really like interacting with kids. I found even as a parent, I learn a lot from my daughter, even yeah. without knowing. So when we try and bridge that gap and create a space for learning and understanding, then it really helps. Yeah. It really helps. And now especially, again, those, those formative years. Yes, uh, the zero to seven years. Yeah, because I can tell you a lot of people, if it's alcoholism, yeah. if it's just uh, being unruly, yeah. just being unkind, mm-hmm. again, these things will go back to chivalry. Yes. Yeah. And again, to those roles of men, mm-hmm. those things that happen, those times, those so, and I think someone will not be able even to say after their forties. Yeah. And one one day they'll they'll realize they'll be able to join the roads. Yeah. And all these things started from, yeah. from here. Yeah. Yeah. Creating safe spaces for mm. men also to express yeah. themselves. I think that's very. Yeah. And even I don't I don't like talking about co-parenting because I'm not an expert. Yeah. But yeah, even even in that in in co-parenting scenarios. Yes. Uh, I I just maybe as men we should try to just be there, especially those. I believe zero to seven years. I, 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 I agree. Um, I also think that if I can speak on co-parenting, let's learn to extend each other grace. Mm-hmm. I've seen instances of there's there's always two ways to look at things. I'll always empathize with women because I feel like they carry they carry the bulk of the burden. However, I have men who are my friends that are also co-parents. Mm-hmm. And in someone else's story, they're the villain, mm-hmm. but they are my friends, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I look at it from the lens of this person is my friend, mm-hmm. and I see what it does to them. Mm-hmm. So I think people should learn in spaces for co-parenting, they should learn to extend each other grace. Mm-hmm. Sometimes men, and this is hard to say, and I'm not encouraging deadbeats, because I can't wait deadbeat, shame on you. Call this podcast, go see your child. <laughs> Nonsense. <laughs> so if you're... Sometimes men choose to walk away because it's like man is a lot. It's the drama, it's the insults, nothing is aligning at Welewani. So for the sake of peace, let me just walk away. So then now, because of pride and conflict and all of that, this child, this life that didn't ask to be here, is going to miss out on so much nini goodness that they would have gotten from getting hung around with both parents yeah. and just because you people couldn't align and put your pride aside or your differences this individual loses out on that yeah. so now we're not only ruining two lives now we're ruining, ruining three lives yeah. you see so i think people need to learn to extend each other please because anyway since I'm, I'm you didn't make this baby out of love now you've made this baby now you just want to you want to start acting yeah. out yeah. let's learn to to extend each other grace yeah. if we move with a certain level of grace mm-hmm. Co-parenting will change for a lot of people. Yeah. And also for the men, mm-hmm. I think if you take a certain level of accountability, mm-hmm. the narrative around co-parenting will be changed. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody who gets a child was just here thinking, wow, now I'm going to have a baby. Yeah. That is just like, ah, now I'm having a baby. And because I'm with Stacey, what is that? <laughs> but the fact that 
you know, just taking responsibility as an adult and saying, but I was there, but I slept with this person. Now, as a result, see yogurt, you may talk about avocado. Now this is a baby. Let me just take responsibility as a man and do what I need to do. If we also kind of moved with that energy, things would change. And not doing it from a resentful point or from a point of of feeling like you're being forced. Just know that you're a a grown-up. Actions have consequences. This is the consequence. Now we move. Yeah, Yeah, I think that would really help. That would really help. Co-parenting is a whole conversation on its own, but hey, it can be ghetto. It can really be ghetto. So what else is it that is left for us to discuss? I think societal beauty standards. There's a lot to be said about, and I spoke, this was a a topic I unpacked with a really good friend of mine called Nekesa. We were talking about the societal beauty standards from a female perspective, how they've changed over time, how we felt growing up, um, our self-esteem, the times when it has been wounded by the other gender and by the genders that we are in. Um, I want to know for you, What was the time when you were kind of aware of your own mini appearance? Like, you know, know what was working for you? What was it? When was the time you came into your own and just started seeing, mm, uh, this is maybe when we talk about physical attributes. Um, what was the time when you started thinking, so this is what is deemed attractive. This is what I personally find attractive. Mm-hmm. When, when, when did you get that awareness? I've never thought about that. Yeah. Um, hmm. uh, I really, I've never thought about that. That's good. It's good you've never thought about it because we can talk about it here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I think very late, very late, because um, <laughs> I came to realize that tall, dark, and handsome is not just a face. But they're really serious about it. So. Yeah, we are very serious. <laughs> Yeah, everything is all cringe talking to you about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think they know you know how they normally say girls are attracted to their dads. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally, I met my dad when I was 21. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the, the better part of my, my years like, yeah. growing up up to 20, of course, I didn't know what my standard of, of um of what I was attracted to generally, what my standard was. But the funny thing was the man that I was attracted to. Mm-hmm fit his description to a T. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that is true. Mm-hmm. Um, people always talk about the tall, dark, and handsome, um, and how that is the standard of, of, of beauty or attractiveness when mm-hmm. it comes to men. I would say that that would also be my standard as well. But I've also seen how over time, or even when we were teenagers, now when we talk about complexion, I always used to see how light-skinned boys used to get the bulk of their attention. Okay. It's like people just used I to say... Or um, even until now. Yeah, even until now. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at how yellow yellow boys be out here getting attention. Sometimes me when I come up, people say tall, dark, and handsome because that's what they had. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like I'll give a good example. I'm a I'm a piano. Do you know how many people don't like I'm a piano? But because it's trendy to like forget to have you know. So sometimes people say tall, dark, and handsome mm-hmm. because that's what they've had. But truly, when the rubber meets the road, maybe that's not what they genuinely find attractive. Let me ask you something. Yes. Once you are, I think once you're tall, mm-hmm. that's my own perspective. Yeah. I think you're automatically handsome. I, and now I'm asking because, as a, as a lady, because there are men who are, I don't think they're handsome because they're tall. They, Man, I've, they met some very, I've, I've met people with very interesting faces that are tall, mm-hmm. that I, I personally, being having a huge weakness for tall men, if you're given not tall, be involved. If you're given a tall man and a, that man that you're saying, and a short man, you pick the short man. 
that guy that you're saying is not that good looking. But not good looking, yeah. yeah I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to go. But this are for me, yeah. also height Absolutely. is, is um, and this is not a really nice thing to say. See me judge, I, uh, height for me is also a respect thing. Mm-hmm. I'm very, I come from a family of very strong, expressive women. Mm-hmm. And as a result, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. So for me, height also is normally, it helps tone down my knee. It's like a respect kind of thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I, it helps <laughs> turn down my 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 my, meanness, mm-hmm. my what is called my wild side. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Like height is just something where I personally find attractive, and also I feel like as a result of life experiences, mm-hmm. I've always been been made to kind of assume mm-hmm. the the male role in a lot of ways. Even now in my household, say I'm a single mom. So a lot of times what a man would do if I was if I was in a relationship, I end up doing. So for me, um tallness kind of simply uh, symbolizes that that's that's I don't know. It's just it's really it's, it, it's the it's the epitome of masculine energy for me. Okay. But I feel like it's a mindset. What else did you say that he, in a house where there's not? I've remembered this challenge which ladies are doing now for putting the phone <laughs> in the ceiling. It has, it has proved that you can fix, you can actually fix the bulbs. You can. You need no, we can. And yeah, I fix the bulbs. Uh, but, okay. Because there was a time, a mutual friend of ours came here to visit and was having issues with my electricity. Like, mm-hmm. still might be in the So you should have found me Uko Chimi where the, the, the meters are trying to... So I, 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 I was calling him and I was telling him, hey, I'm going to downstairs. I was fixing the steamer in a Shilekifanyimu. And he's like, but I was just there yesterday. So you would have told me to have a look at it. And I never thought to ask you because me, I'm so used to doing it. So, so yeah, it's true. So I have remembered something. There's a time I moved into a... To a new house. Mm-hmm. It was a new building. Yes. So in a different town. Mm-hmm. So we were like the first people to get into that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so there's this lady who wanted to fix her bed. The, the roofs were, <laughs> were very high. So she came to my house and she was like, "Hey, I want to fix the bed." Yeah. So you know, also me, I'm not very. I'm not I, I know you're not very tall. So yeah. so I'm like, I I can help you fix. <laughs> so then we went. So you know, people are just getting into these houses. They don't, there's no furniture. Like, oh no! Proper furniture. Just looking yeah. So there's just a plastic chair. So we can find a plastic chair. I still can get. No. To it. So then, like, I can prop you up, and then, <laughs> and then you can fix it. <laughs> and she, she actually did that. If someone took that picture, it yes, kind of last. But anyway, that has happened anyway, to me so, also. Yeah. Yeah. Someone had decided to yeah. yeah. He was like, okay, since it, he was pretty tall though, mm-hmm. but he couldn't get to it, so he was like, cool. Then let me just prop you up, and then you, you can just oh, fix okay. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, he was actually very. He was like, I don't know. He was really tall. Yeah. Like almost six one, but it was the roof was just removed. Yeah. So, uh, so just back to your question. So it mm-hmm. means okay for me, it it came very much later. Yes. You see, when you were still in high school, yeah, like I'm still going. Yeah. Uh, so maybe looking at the high school, or the campus. Maybe I've reached my, <laughs> my limit. <laughs> I've reached my limit. Oh, the quality consultant is like, I know I'm a short guy, but I'm kind of still growing. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so, but I can't even talk about this story now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, let me just let me just read again because I think it sets the tone. It sets the tone, yes, it does. So, I'll, I'll, we're talking about standards of beauty now. Yeah. And when I was doing the research, um, mm-hmm. South Korea really came out as one of the best use cases. Yeah. Why are you laughing? 
you know, I used to work for, maybe my listeners don't know this, but I used to work for a a dating site, an online dating site, and I used to do a lot of the back end kind of um, support, customer support. So I have a lot of facts about just people in general. And then, so when you mentioned Korea, no, I know it's not, I know what you're thinking. That's not what you're, that's not what I was thinking. It's not that, but anyway, tell me. Eh? So apparently, South Korea is called the plastic surgery capital of the world. Yeah. You know? And uh, they're saying like one third of South Korean women mm-hmm. between ages of 19 to 29 mm-hmm. have, have claimed to have had a plastic surgery. Yes. So it's, it's that bad. Huh? Mm-hmm. So, um, but then again, they say also men, they, they don't have, they have, uh, their makeup is not gendered. Even men put on makeup. That uh, explains okay. a lot. Asian yeah. men walking around with so, um, skirts. Uh, so I think um, standard of be- standards of beauty. Um, I think they, they also go with um, regions. Yeah. Uh, because I was reading about the, the standards that are things that are valuable in the Western hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Even in Africa, I think it's it, it is mm-hmm. especially I think for for African and Black people. I think for ladies having having a big bunda is. It is. It's just like I mean, I, the instances where you go somewhere and someone is like, "Where's the rest of you?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I have, hey, I'm, where's I, the rest I have of that you? Today, when I was when I was when In I was getting our chat with yeah. someone actually said that some lady, that you were going without your where's your where's your actually I was saying it as a joke, but what? I had it today. PSAs? What? Good to go. I had it today. But I've seen so for for women mm-hmm. and it changes because the what the Western culture finds attractive is definitely not what the African culture finds attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, especially now, mm-hmm. now in twenty twenty three, what is is found attractive is of course is the the big the big booty and and the and the thin waist and the, and if you're a dark skinned woman you have to look like a black body. What mm-hmm. do I mean by saying you have to look like a black body? You have to have um, is what is it called? The eccentric features where you have the, the small nose mm-hmm. and the and the and the perky lips, but kind of big but perky mm-hmm. and and the big eyes, you know, with the not too big for if you have an eccentric and forehead, that's a mini for Nile, but we are just surviving. Five yeah, five it's, it's actually mine is like a six head. Me, I'm, I'm rocking solid six fingers there. So there's such a kind of there's a way your face also needs to look for you to be deemed attractive. Mm-hmm. While in the West, it's like if you have big boobs, that's where it's at. Yeah. You know, they like girls with with the big boobs, mm-hmm. and also if you're slender, if you have a slender frame, then you're more celebrated. Mm-hmm. I have family that lives abroad, and they're always telling me, "Can you just go there and walk for five minutes?" Mm-hmm. It's the way they for them. It's like if you're slender, you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. It's it's like you're health conscious. You're mm-hmm. eating well. You're doing well. Mm-hmm. So they at they they attribute that to you being a well-rounded person. It's like yeah. you're taking care of yourself this mm-hmm. way. But when you're thicker, they feel like umejia chilia, mm-hmm. for lack of a better word. So mm-hmm. you're just eating, eating anything, you're yeah. just living, living anyhow. Yeah. So then they don't, they're not attracted to those yeah. kind of women. Yeah. For, so, and we all know how women struggle with their self-esteem and kind of finding yourself. For me, I've always been very petite. That has been my frame for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. When I was in high school, I kind of added weight because, of course, um, teenagehood. And, you know, the only thing you're expected to do when you're in school is just eat be naughty, study, and there's nothing much. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately I finished high school, I lost a bit of weight, and then postpartum, I lost a lot of weight, and I've never really regained mm-hmm. it. So this is the tiniest I've ever been my mm-hmm. entire adult life. I've not been this tiny. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and I've had my fair share of feeling like, hey, I don't feel like people find me attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in rooms where um, it's, let's say, for example, you go to the club. Yeah. You'll see how men try and single new people out. Yeah. Of course, the light skin with the big booty <laughs> and the watch will be the first one will be approached. Uh-huh. And then they'll take the second one and the third one. And sometimes in some rooms, you feel like the boy who's approaching is being told to grow. So just take one for the team. <laughs> Just take one for the team. Yeah. Um, and then as you get older, you just realize that this is my body. Mm-hmm. Like this is all I have to work with now. Mm-hmm. So me, I have to learn how to like it. Mm-hmm. And if they don't get in line, then let them go find whatever works for them, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But it's a delicate balance. Yeah. Now I want to hear it from a male perspective. Yes. Of course, now you finish high school, yeah. you've done all the growing that you can possibly do. Yes. Have you been in spaces where you felt like um, the taller men got more attention, or the more, I don't know, men who had different features from you were yeah. kind of getting the, the longer end of the stick. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> getting the short end of the stick. Uh, okay, uh, good question. <laughs> yeah, that was clear, that was my Nintendo. Yeah, okay. I, I, I see what you did there. Yeah. So, yeah, of course, the same way you just said, uh, in a club, yeah, <laughs> the chicks with the big uh, behind, yeah, get all the attention, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, the, the skin tone, you said that mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just the same now for women, yeah, for men, right? yeah, of course, they'll get the attention mm-hmm. for the men, mm-hmm. yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I, I don't know, uh, again, again, also for men, uh, um, thin. Thing, yeah? You know the thing that, <laughs> but they think people get a lot of body shame a lot. And it's always okay. People think it's okay. So also that is what. Yeah. It's also it's also bad sometimes. So mm-hmm. someone is really trying to gain some mass, and it's but so you can't. Thing. You can't. Yeah. And people keep on asking you. Hey, so yeah, there's also that also. But talking about beauty standards, yes. yeah, I think what you asked to answer your question, mm-hmm. I think it's always from my perspective. I think, yeah, it, ha- it has happened. Yeah. Is there a particular instance that that was etched in your mind uh, that you like to share? No, but then in terms of height, even it could be height, could be complexion, no, anything. But I think I think for men, maybe it's about. It's more about so money. money. Yeah, now this money also makes mm. men very attractive. It's like, <laughs> since he's ugly, his wallet is handsome though. His, his yeah. wallet is good looking yeah, though. Yeah. 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 It's, it's or your wallet it's, makes you it's taller. Makeup, it's makeup for, for men. Right. Yeah. Do you, have you heard about the SMS syndrome? What is that? Shortman syndrome. Oh yeah, I've heard about You've it. You've heard about it. What's your take on it? I don't know if it's. You remember I was telling you if something is repeated um, more and more and more. Yes. People might say to believe it. <laughs> okay, okay, maybe I'm defending it. But people say that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, short, short people, okay, let me say short men, mm-hmm. have been painted uh, as being short tempered. Is it short tempered? <laughs> <laughs> I see <laughs> what you did there. <laughs> yeah. But then, it's, do you think there's a difference between short tempered and short tempered? Is there? Um, no, yeah, there's a difference. Mm-hmm. Short tempered is when you run a very short fuse, mm-hmm. um, and hot tempered is when you're like you go from 
know because when you when i say you go from zero to a hundred real quick that's mm-hmm. having a short fuse hot tempered is the people who their temper doesn't have layers to it mm-hmm. it's like it's bad they it's, get, they're very explosive they mad fast, it doesn't when they get mad yeah it's bad but short temper is someone who gets mad fast yes okay mm-hmm. yeah i've heard of it and it's attributed to i don't know if if, if i'm one of those people do you have you have you had instances where you feel like someone has disrespected you because of your height? Yes. <laughs> you have a lot of instances. No, At no, what? No, there's one. There's one. There's one time. There's one time. Uh, we, were, we were at a house party. Yeah. And uh, we left that house party in my parents' car. Mm-hmm. And then when we were going back, the car got stuck. Uh, mad. Uh, yeah. We had to pay. It had drained. It was the first of this level is first of May. Yeah, first of May. So mm-hmm. so we had to pay mm-hmm. and then we got to the estate uh-huh. the apartment where we were going. Mm-hmm. And then there was a guy who was drunk at the gate. And then he started asking us where you guys from. Yeah. Then he's asking me what you do this guy's even live here. Mm-hmm. And then we got really mad. Mm-hmm. So my friend asked uh the the team, mm-hmm. you know this guy. Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy lives in the apartment, right? Yeah. This has been a good run. So as we as we bring it to a close, I just want to ask you, mm-hmm. what's one thing about Shibori and the entire male the entire male experience mm-hmm. that you've learned from your upbringing from that you'd like to share? One thing that resonates that that speaks volumes for you. One lesson that you've learned from my upbringing. Yes, and just about the entire male experience the and male in experience. relation to Shibori. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, that it, okay, that it changes, mm-hmm. it changes and uh, changes especially uh, what 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 men pass on to to the next generation. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So and uh, like I said, the best person I believe is your is your dad because your dad is your superhero. Your dad is yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So and again, those those years, those zero to seven years, very important. Yes. The formative years, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. uh, <clears throat> and funny enough, someone was saying you start understanding your, your father when you when you marry or when you, it's true. You start living with a, a woman. Yeah. Or when you get a family. Yeah. You start now really really. Understand you understand him, him better now? You, you even see him now in a different light. You do? Yeah, yeah. And uh, maybe some of the things that you thought came automatically in your house, <laughs> maybe you, you might not be able to provide for yourself. Yeah. And that's when you like, really, really start understanding that your father was really... He was doing the most. Was and you start respecting him even more. Him. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, what's one thing that relationships have taught you? <laughs> relationships. Or he's continuing to teach you. <laughs> yeah, guys, I'm sorry, he's not single. You see, to be a person, Mr. Opea Nambayake. Uh, relationships. Yeah. Okay. Relationships. Yeah, uh, relationships. Um. From myself, even from other people, mm-hmm. um, someone was saying even you get to learn more about yourself when you when you're with another person. Yes. Because yeah? you may think you're the best person, you're the most understanding person, mm-hmm. uh, but when you start staying with someone or uh, or being with someone, yeah, you realize maybe you're not as special as you thought you are. You're not as um, you don't you don't have emotions in check as you thought you are. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you Yeah, and if you're serious about it, that is. Yeah. Yeah, because you have to consider also the other person. Uh, 
communicate, you have to even if even if it's not a relationship between someone is policing you, mm-hmm. like you yourself you realize hey, that there's another person and things that you do maybe also they have an effect on them. Yeah. yeah. Maybe just to also put you at ease. Um, I don't want relationships to be seen as the places where we just bring our ugly side and dump them. Yeah. I think your ugly side manifests in relationships because your your romantic partner is quote unquote somehow your safe space. Yeah. And when you feel spa- safe in a, in a space, whatever it is, whether it's a friendship, mm-hmm. then you reveal all sides of you, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the sides of you that you reveal are the not so good sides yeah. of you. Yeah. But that's a good thing. That's a good thing because it helps you work through it because maybe you're walking around here feeling macho and feeling like you're God's gift to earth and mm-hmm. maybe you're not. Maybe you have some work to do. Yeah. And it's not such a bad thing. So that's what relationships have taught you. Yeah. But there, you know, you might not be the most awesome person you think you are. You have yes. some work to do. Yes, and also just uh Yeah. Even how you view other things like Yeah. Uh, Okay, so we were finishing and I was asking you, um, we're in a world where we're all just trying to figure things out. It's a high pressure environment yeah. and everything else. But then are you feeling like current events are giving Armageddon vibes? Yes. It's like with everything that's going on with Jew Palestine. Yes. And now look at what the events in Congo. It's just like are we it, me I'm not okay, but then I feel like I'm operating at a very high mini of anxiety, yeah. like high anxiety levels. <laughs> so with everything that has been conversations that have been thrown around about mm-hmm. men, mm-hmm. gender roles, mm-hmm. um, gender stereotypes, yeah. um, character development, how who is not doing what and who yeah. needs to do what. Yeah. What's one thing about men that you feel coming out of this conversation yeah. you'd like to shed light on? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing that I feel is that we should just understand that men and women are wired differently. Yes. Yes. Uh, and I, I, the example I was giving you, like the, we were talking about it earlier. Uh, I, I have I have a friend, for example, yes. and uh, maybe him is is not doing the right thing. Yeah, his dating is not doing the right thing. Yeah, but when I'm with him, you say I I, I say you don't call him out yes. or all that. Yes. So I'm saying I'm not saying it's a good thing. Yes. It happens, yeah, I've yeah. Seen it. But uh, it's, it's just a different way that maybe men are able to do this. To, to be accountable to each other, to keep each other accountable. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And when they're not doing that, it's good also to remind them. But there's a way that they do it. That's by not being how we would yes. think. Not how, uh, necessarily yeah. how we would yeah. think to go yeah, about there it. Because those scenarios that as a man you see, or you hear some, someone's girlfriend saying that he's so and so on the final my man is not behaving properly. Yes. I once heard that from someone. And it yeah, it's really strange our friendship going on. Yeah. A lady has said that. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear yeah, that. Because of yeah. this guy was yeah. But I felt like why would you why would you blame it on me? And that's what that's why I was talking about personal so personal responsibility. Yes. Yeah, so I think that's one thing. Yeah. I think also people just need to learn that sometimes people are responsible for their for the yeah. way they move and how yeah. they act. Yeah. Um it's like when people normally say so and so stole my man. Yeah. Your man is not a, a car or money as a particular no, he wanted to be stolen, so now he's gone, or he wants to be influenced in that way, and he's doing that. So sometimes it's personal responsibility as well. Okay, cool. Thank you for making the time to come. Did you enjoy yourself? So much. Do you feel like you'll come back again? We talk. <laughs> I'll wait to hear this. You'll wait to hear this, and then you'll know. It's not what. No, you have you have a lot. I feel like personally you have a lot of wisdom to share. 
and we normally have so many conversations off the off records yeah, yeah. that would really be a defiant to other people if yeah. they had it. Yeah. Remember the, the first time I met you, William Boy, why you should have so and so on your podcast. And I thought, oh God. But I think he says that a lot for everybody yeah, that yeah. I meet. Yeah. But for you, after having conversed with you, yeah. I see why it was important to have you on, on the platform. And thank you for making time. I know you have a lot going on in, in your life right yeah. now. And so you making the time to just come and share is not something that I take for granted. And I hope in future we'll have more conversations with you as well. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Well, guys, that's all we have for today. Thank you so much for making the time to listen. Is there something that we said that you didn't agree with? Is there something that you said that you just thought, hmm, that makes so much sense. I would love to hear from you. So find me on Instagram. Find me on any other platform that you'd be interested or even in the comment section down below tell me what spoke to you tell me what you resonated with i look forward to hearing from you and i will see you soon love hugs and likes bye bye Thank you so much for tuning in. What's some of the things that we discussed on today's episode that you really resonated with? Perhaps you even have a similar story or something that really tickled you. I would love to get your feedback. You can find me on Instagram at the Walking with Wanzu podcast. You can also find me on Gmail. You can write me an email, tewanzu at gmail.com. Better yet, you can leave a note if you're listening on Spotify or any other streaming platform and let me know whatever spoke to you during this particular episode. Life is too hard to go through it alone. Let's just do life together. Ama, until next time, bye-bye.